the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Check out monorail.com, America's affordable investment app made for conservatives who want to keep their hard-earned money with companies that share their value. Download the Monorail app today. Join Monorail. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus. Boy, do we need Santa Claus, let me tell you. It's like another America was innocent enough to enjoy Santa Claus. The left has destroyed all of that. Joy is anathema to the left. Schadenfreude, ah, that is their great happiness. Welcome to the show. I'm Dennis Prager, talking about destroying this country. Daily Mail, child mental health crisis. A staggering 9 in 10 school administrators say their students are battling moderate or severe mental health challenges, according to a report that lifts the lid on America's youth crisis of anxiety, depression, and suicide. Now, yeah, nice trio, exactly. Trifecta. Now, why might that be? What has changed? Even conservative uh, news sources, in other words, those more dedicated uh, to objectivity than to dogma, even they say because of COVID. Get that out of your minds, my friend. COVID, COVID, friend. Well, my friend, I'm speaking to many of you in the singular. That's fair. It was lockdowns. Lockdowns shattered the society, not COVID. The morons known as experts and the sheep known as the civilization and, and every world leader except in Sweden went along with the morons called experts. Why are they morons? Because they only know one thing, their area of expertise, and they have no wisdom about how to apply that to society. Because the, the essence of wisdom is to ask what price is paid. But experts never ask what price is paid. Because they're idiot savants in most cases. Yes, so I, I'd like to ask you. Ask your liberal and left-wing relatives and friends. Why do you think there is more anxiety, depression, and suicide among young people today, than ever before, than during World War II. Because the left has ruined their lives. Ruined them, as if they had set out with a plan, how do we hurt young people? They couldn't have done it worse, or more effectively, if you will, had they actually written it out. First, scare them about their future. They'll die because of carbon dioxide. 
they'll die. A horrible, painful, burning death. Their future is death and their past is the evil. But hey, other than that, and we'll keep you home because you're scared teachers, the sheep that run teachers' organizations, teachers' unions, and schools, the cowardly sheep made sure that you would be hurt by no contact with other kids and no learning, essentially, for two years. That plus... No God? Wow, I'm telling you, that is one recipe for, let's get this, I think I need to remember it now, ADC, ADS. Let's remember that. Anxiety, depression, and suicide. Yeah, that's worse than ADD. A survey released on Wednesday by Effective School Solutions which provides mental health support in schools, also found that 57% of the principals and other senior educators said the problem was getting worse. Thanks to them in great measure, I might add. What? Me worry? The old mad magazine, Alfred E. Newman motto. Jacqueline Coe, superintendent of the SAU. What is SAU here? Seattle, I think. No, that was the opposite side of the country. The SAU 24 school district in New Hampshire said, quote, we need innovative, holistic solutions to address this growing crisis. That's what we need, innovative, holistic solutions. Get it? Not holy solutions. Holistic solutions. <laughs> And if, the, if anybody's going to come up with it, it's going to be an educator, isn't it? No question. They're going to come up with these innovative. It's always innovative. <laughs> because if it worked in the past, we can't possibly use it. We need innovative, holistic solutions to address this growing crisis and give our schools and students the clinical mental health resources they deserve. Send us more money so we can hire more psychologists. That'll do it. Because if there's one truly helpful profession, it's the psychotherapists. Most of whom damage their patients more than they help them. Some are terrific. And you know why they damage them? Among many other reasons. Because they reinforce their belief that they are victims. Probably the worst thing a therapist can do to help a person. Some people are victims, by the way. And, and, and how will that help? Yes, sometimes you need to recognize I have been victimized. Yeah, my parents beat me to a pulp and I forgot that they did. Thank you, doctor, for reminding me. But otherwise, if you don't leave therapy thinking, what did I contribute to my own misery? Your therapist 
was a witch doctor. We need innovative holistic solutions, yes. Clinical mental health resources, that's what it is, said Jacqueline Coe, who previously served as academic dean of Bow High School. The survey of, or BOW, B-O-W, I assume it's BOW, the survey of 200 administrators and 1,000 parents with children in K-12 schools comes amid a worrying increase in child suicides during the coronavirus pandemic. See? That's it. It's during coronavirus, not during lockdowns. It's the coronavirus. How come it didn't happen in Sweden? They had the coronavirus. Why aren't their kids committing suicide? Because they let them go to school. Sweden is on the memory hole of the left. Hmm. A worrying increase in child suicides during the coronavirus pandemic and calls for primary care doctors to start screening all kids aged 8 to 18 for anxiety. Well, right now, I believe your average doctor increases your child's anxiety. I am sorry to say, very sorry to say. A study published last month in JAMA Pediatrics, Journal of the American Medical Association, uncovered rising suicide rates among children and adolescents aged 5 through 19. Hmm. In October, the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force, a panel of volunteer medical experts recommended for the first time that primary care doctors screen all children Ages 8 to 18 for anxiety. So what what is it? If your kid says to the doctor, who I'm sure believes it because doctors are taught to unthinkingly accept experts. So doctor, I'm so anxious. The world is coming to an end. I don't, I'm afraid to grow up and die. I'm, I I won't even I don't want to get married or have children just bring them into a world where they'll burn alive. What is the doctor going to say? Here's some Adderall. Here, here here's some anxiety antidepressant. Think your doctor's going to say, "Hey kid, when I grew up everybody thought the world was going to die from a nuclear bomb." It's okay. It's not going to happen. Wow. How many doctors are going to say that? I'd like to introduce you to Monorail, America's investment app that takes you from where you are to where you want to be. Monorail is an investment and savings app that is made for patriots by patriots. Doesn't matter whether you're an Apple fan or if you prefer Android, Monorail is available in both environments and online at monorail.com. Monorail is safer for users with bank-level encryption and biometrics. Your money is protected with Monorail through Securities Investor Protection Corporation and the FDIC. 
No matter how you engage with Monorail, you're getting the security and safety that you need. Whether you're adding funds to your investment account, looking to buy a stock, or putting money aside for future purchases. With Monorail, you can put your money where it matters and utilize the economic power that built this country. Don't go somewhere else to trade stocks. Monorail gives you the freedom to purchase whole or fractional shares in companies you believe in. It only takes five minutes to download the app and set up. Join the pro-America money movement. Join Monorail. The candles all aglow, but with my baby far away, the good is a Well, the destroyers of, of our society are at work. And the beauty of all people who do damage is that they live with their consciences. They sleep well. The conscience in most people is so pathetic as to be sort of like the appendix. Useless. If it, would, if it were removed from a great chunk of society, nothing would change. I'll get back to the child mental health crisis. Here's, here's an example of that. Front page USA Today. Should, uh, should, should big tech, should social media censor hate speech? Whatever that is. Whatever that is. Men by 11 percentage points endorse an open forum online. Now, are you ready? Women by 38 points say hate speech should be limited. 38 points. Wow. So what is that like? Basically, two-thirds of women believe in censoring speech. I believe it. But you're not allowed to say that women are doing any damage in this society. But you can't say men are doing damage. One of them is doing damage. Isn't that obvious? Men prefer free speech, and women prefer censorship for speech. So they can't both be helping society. One of them is harming it. Men have to fight their nature, and women have to fight their nature. Men have to fight their nature, their sexual predator nature and their violent streak and women have to fight their reliance on the heart over reason and uh, the the simpletons that's just what they are on the left will use this which is great I like when they spread my thoughts will use this to show that I am a misogynist You don't hate men if you criticize men, but you do hate women if you criticize women. These people are so shallow as to give new meaning to the term shallow. They have never been taught to think deeply, let alone coherently. These are the people teaching your your children, right? What is it, 85% of teachers are... Is it 85 or 75? 85% of kindergarten teachers, if not more, are female. And 75% of all teachers are female. And they believe 
They don't believe in free speech. That's it. That's a very depressing uh, story. If it's true, and I think it's true, I, I do believe it. The ease with which a free society becomes unfree is breathtaking. Back to the crisis of kids' mental health. So I, I have this question that I posed at the end of the last segment. Doctors now are supposed to, primary care doctors are supposed to screen oral children between 8 and 18 for anxiety. So the kid says, I'm anxious, doctor. Why are you anxious? I'm anxious because of uh, climate change. We may all die. What is the doctor going to say? The doctor who was obedient to irrational authority and supported lockdowns and supported vaccines for children is going to say what? Oh, come on, kid. Don't worry about it. Every generation has its scare. You think he'll say that? No, he'll probably prescribe some antidepressant or anti-anxiety medication. Yeah, kid, I, I, I get it. I'm worried too, which will really allay the fears and anxiety of your child. Really, it's a great question. What will the average doctor say when the kid says, I'm anxious? Of course, the kid doesn't know all the reasons he's anxious. For the first time in human history, he's told he may not be a boy. I have a slightly different take on it. You have a different take? Yeah? Just slightly. Slightly different? I, I don't think it's the kid coming in saying... You don't think the kid is coming... Oh, you think just posing the question. The, the, the kids will come in... The kids will the come in and the psychologist will say, Are you anxious? Well, I don't know. What uh-huh. does anxious mean? Well, are you worried about uh, the future? I see. That's a good point. It'll put it in his mind, yep. in the kid's mind. Are you anxious about the future? Are you anxious over the fact that you may incinerate? Why would you be anxious, little Timmy? Not that there are any Timmies anymore. Little Dennis? No more Dennises anymore. (laughs) Oh, my God. A report issued by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, known as the CDC, This year found 44% of high school students said they experienced persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness during the pandemic. Who can blame them? The society went mad. The society basically said, screw you kids. There are people over 80 dying of COVID, so you don't get to see another kid for two years. Hmm. And needless to say, the people who said that think that they are virtuous. Girls and LGBTQ youth report the highest levels of poor mental health and suicide attempts. Hmm. Why girls? Why do girls have higher anxiety? Maybe it goes back to the reliance on feelings issue. But neither boys nor girls are taught to think rationally. Another consequence of the age of secularism.
MyPillow is excited to bring you their biggest bedding sale ever and just in time for Christmas. For a limited time, get the Giza Dream Bed Sheets for as low as $29.98, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98, and rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more, all with the biggest discounts of the year happening now. They're also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2023, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code Prager, or call 800-761-6302. You'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, and get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know? Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. I am sent many films just as I am sent many books. And some make a, a real impact on me. One of them is this new one titled Super Spreader. It's a documentary, and it is about religious leaders, of whom there were too few, and I'm going to talk to my guest about that, who fought the lockdown of churches, who did not act like sheep. And as I have said so often, when religious groups act like sheep. There's no hope for society. I expect secular institutions to be a herd, but I expect courage and rationality from religious people. Anyway, a man named Sean Foyt, and it's not it's not spelled like it's pronounced, I'll tell you now. F-E-U-C-H-T is the star of Super Spreader. I thought I'd watch 10 minutes, and I ended up watching the whole documentary. Part of the reason is there are many voices opposed to him that are in the documentary, which is a credit to him and the makers of Super Spreader. You hear these other voices, not just his and his supporters. And uh, he has a, a, a group uh, that is that he, he began, which we'll talk about in, in a moment, he is ordained a Christian pastor, but he's best known as an activist on behalf of liberty, so he is a kindred spirit to me who is not ordained as a pastor. Sh- Sean Foyt, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. Hey, thank you so much. So happy to be with you. appreciate you letting me come on. No, it's, it's, a, it's a joy. You're a fighter, so you're a kindred spirit. Uh, what is the name of your organization? Well, I have a few organizations, but the one most directly referred to in the film is Let Us Worship. So in a nutshell, tell my listeners and and viewers, they can watch you as well at at the uh, Salem News Channel. No, sorry. I'm I'm sorry. The movie is, yes, but the movie is on Salem now. Okay, so he corrected me for the wrong thing. Okay, Salem News Channel was right, but you can watch the movie at Salem Now. SalemNow.com, and you can download or watch it however you like. Uh, super spreader. So, how did how did it begin? 
Well, I uh, <clears throat> I grew up as a missionary kid, and my parents, uh, they really, I mean, I was raised going to the nations, and a lot of those were persecuted, locked down, um, you know, very, uh, very closed countries. And in 2020, I was planning to do what I normally do every year, and I had about, I don't know, 10, 12 international trips on the books to our projects in the Middle East and Southeast Asia and around the world, and of course, COVID happened. And um, all of those were canceled. <clears throat> Not only were they canceled, but I was in California, and California began to look like, you know, North Korea <laughs> or other countries where everything is closed down and they're trying to tell the church what to do and what not to do. And it just like really was wild. I just never imagined that this place that I live in, this this nation that I grew up in would look like those that I went and served in. And so um, we started a pl- I started a pledge called Let Us Worship, and it was primarily uh, tailored towards pastors in California and New York, those with the harshest lockdowns. And it was basically like this pledge, sign it, make a commitment that you're not going to allow the government to tell you when and how to worship God, and we're going to open our churches. And so once I got you know thousands and thousands of signatures on that pledge, I really felt like God spoke to me, hey, now it's time to put feet to the vision and do something, not just a pledge on the internet, but do something that mobilizes people with courage. And so we did our first ever event in the summer of 2020 on the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. And that birthed a movement that then went to over 180 cities and counting across America. How many people went to that first demonstration on the Golden Gate Bridge? About 400. And how did they find out about it? Obviously on the internet, but they, they, how did they know even to look there? Well, <clears throat> I all right, tell me, on, tell me uh, when we get back. I, 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 cause I, I, I don't want to interrupt your, your answer when you come back. Sean Foyt, the, the movie is super spreader. It's a powerful, powerful documentary up at the salemnow.com. Are you a senior living off your retirement savings just to get by? Are high inflation and poorly performing markets depleting your retirement accounts? What if you didn't have to struggle to pay bills, mortgage, property taxes, and insurance ever again? Contact Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian at andrewandtodd.com. Get cash by tapping into the equity of your home tax-free and eliminate your monthly mortgage payment forever with a reverse mortgage. You maintain ownership of your home and pay the loan back when you don't live there anymore. You keep your retirement money working for you, get cash from the equity in your home, maintain ownership and the equity growth, and never pay another mortgage payment again. Go to andrewandtodd.com, fill out the short form online, and see if a reverse mortgage is the right solution for you. Call 888-888-1172. 888 or go online to andrewandtodd.com. That's andrewandtodd.com. Bells will be ringing this sad, sad news. Oh, what a Christmas to have the blues. My baby's gone. I have no friends. Wish me greetings once again. 
crowds will be singing. Oh, wow. Great, everybody. I want to help you make this a season of joy in an America being attacked at its very foundations for the first time in its history, or at least in slavery. So I want to raise a a question that I have raised in past years, and I feel it more urgently this year than before even. So tell me if my perception, if you believe my perception is accurate, if you're over, I don't know, 50 years of age, and if you're under 50, you should you should hear this. So is it your impression that there are fewer homes decorated with Christmas lights and decorations than in the past? Is it just a romantic childhood memory that I have of my neighborhood in Brooklyn, New York, where it was the norm was to have a home with some ornamentation. I'm talking outside. Some lights, some obviously very fancy with crash scenes and so on, but certainly with lights. And now it is certainly not the norm unless perhaps you go to somewhere in the rural south or rural midwest, well, I guess rural almost anywhere, where I live outside of Los Angeles, it's not not common at all. People are college educated. They're a little too sophisticated for Christmas lights. They're not too sophisticated for Halloween lights. That's a, that's a, that's a sophisticated holiday. Christmas, that, that's for religious boobs. one prager 776 I I'd like a I'd like to start a movement to get people who celebrate Christmas, obviously if, if you're if you don't for whatever religious reason. I mean I'm a Jew celebrates Hanukkah. I want my society to celebrate Christmas. I love that my society celebrates Christmas. It's not my religious holiday, obviously, but it's my national holiday. I'm a member of the American people, and Christmas is a national holiday. And I I don't want it to fade like Thanksgiving and Columbus Day and every other holiday, except Indigenous Peoples Day, which is... Certainly rising. What has been done to American civic life is really sad. Anyway, do you agree with me that the that each year it seems the secular shark, which consumes everything beautiful in the society, is taking over? The nihilism that secularism leads to, and there are a lot of terrific secular people and a lot of jerky religious people. I'm talking about the isms, not the individuals. Secularism devours the society. And this is one one example of it. 
what what are the what does the average college professor I I suspect almost none of whom put up Christmas decorations outside their homes. If I were to say, do you think America is a better place because there are so many fewer homes lit for, lighted for Christmas? Do you think America is a better place as a result? What would they say? What do you think they'd say, the average college professor? I think... If they were candid, they'd say yes, because they would like to see America more secular. Yes, I think that's that's correct. Hmm. There's, I think there's another reason why people, fewer people, even people who have Christmas, well, people have a Christmas tree and decorate their tree, but they won't. They don't put it outside. It's a pain. There is much less sense of I will do something I don't uh, I don't particularly enjoy. See, when you do that, you're doing it for others. When you decorate your home, after all, when you're inside your home, you. you generally don't see it obviously you're inside your home you do that for the society's sake i want to bring you some joy when you see my house i remember in fact and again this was a religious jewish home what we would go when my kids were young we would go around where we lived and we would just check out gorgeously decorated homes. It was a it was a lovely family tradition to engage in. Wonder I, I I took pictures. I wonder if I still have them on my computer. Probably do. They don't tend to escape. <laughs> but it, you see, the notion that I would like to bring joy to others is alien. You know, I was a Santa Claus for the Simi Valley Rotary Club in the late 1970s. I was like the perfect specimen. Although, I don't know, do we have a sense of how tall Santa is? We have a a sense of his voice and his look, but not his height. Is he short? I mean, is it tougher to be tall and and ride that sleigh? We just know he's fat. (laughs) Is that why I was chosen? I think he's (laughs) 5'10". I think he's 5'10". Sorry? He's 5'10". He's 5'10"? You're just throwing out a number, right? (laughs) Well, I was 6'4 then. I'm 6'4 now. So I was on the taller side of Santa. Anyway, I uh, I thought, why did I do it? I did it to bring joy to others. It, it that that's why I did it to just that's a beautiful thing to do. It's a beautiful thing to decorate your home. It brings joy to others. You can't. It, it's undeniable. You're a misanthrope if if you don't believe that a decorated home brings joy to others. 
If you drive down a block and every house looks like it does in, in mid-July, as opposed to acknowledging this is a, a, a holiday, even a holy day for many, you, you don't think there's a difference on uh, how you would feel driving down that block? But that has been lost too. I want to bring joy to others. Now, obviously, many people do it, but I think many fewer. I I don't know why it's not covered, but I, I maybe it is, and I missed it. I would love to know how many homes do both Halloween and Christmas, and how many homes do only Halloween. Now, it's, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? that you would do Halloween and not Christmas. So you're not lazy, obviously. And you you want to make some statements to the world. Now, if you do both, fine with me. But, of course, what helps society more, I believe, are the Christmas decorations. So let's see if, if my perception is uh, is accurate or not. Frank in Chicago, Hello. Yeah, hello? Yes. Yes, so I've been noticing this the last few years, and like many things, it's not always just one thing. But, you know, America's iniquities, our lack of spiritual values, I tend to see a lot of people between 30 and, say, 50 that grew up probably in a house that decorated for Christmas or Hanukkah, and now they've just abandoned their faith. They've walked away from it, secularism, you know, the professors, all that stuff. And so now they think, you know, I kind of miss that feeling deep down in me of decorating. And so they gravitate toward what? Halloween. And they're decorating more for Halloween. And the weather's a little nicer. Maybe that's an excuse to decorate when it's warmer out. But I just tend to see a lot of crazy over-the-top Halloween decorations in less Christmas. Just spot That's on. very, very interesting theory. That's right. I'll channel my desire to decorate my home, which I grew up with for Christmas into Halloween. How sad. If it weren't for kids, have you ever thought there wouldn't be no Santa Claus? Or look what the stork just brought. Thank God for kids. And we'd all live in a quiet house without big birds. Hi, everybody. Talking about the paucity of Christmas decorations outside the home compared to when I was a kid. And I, I lament that. To me, it is an indication of the increasing darkness of secularism. Boy, there it's literal. Anyway, before I continue, I just ask you please to go to my website and click on the Angel Tree banner at DennisPrager.com. And donate, this is an amazing organization, it's a Christian organization, but anybody should support it, where they try to get a gift and a note from a parent who's incarcerated. In other words, it serves kids who have a parent in prison. That's a burden to have a parent in prison. And they try to bring religion and God into their lives as well. So please donate. $25 takes care of a kid, gets a gift to him. That's the Angel Tree campaign. 
It's at DennisPrager.com. There is a banner there. I'll let you type that in now. Angel Tree. No, no. DennisPrager.com. That's what you type in and then go to Angel Tree. Remind these children that they are not forgotten. It's very sweet. I'm watching the video of it. All right, y'all. What do you say about my theory? It's it's a really good an- analogy it, because it's a visual imagery of the darkness of secularism. Secularism is great for government and it's fine for science and so on, but for society, it's a dead end. It's a moral dead end. It's an emotional and psychological dead end. It's an intellectual dead end. It It's uh, utterly destructive. That's been my life's work, explaining to people the deleterious consequences of secularism. Look at the university, the most secular institution in society, and what a wasteland it is, morally and intellectually. Want to know what's wrong with secularism? Just spell Y-A-L-E. Or P-E-N-N. Or U-C-L-A. You know how you spell UCLA? It's not easy. That's right, y'all. Decorate. It's a it's a service to the community. All right, Irvine, California, and Brian, hello. Hey Dennis, how you doing? Great, thank you. Uh yes. Far fewer people are putting up decorations, but I have a few observations, if I may. Uh, we have a family friend who really goes out for it. I mean, you can't look at this house without sunglasses on. It, it really <laughs> goes. And uh wife and I went over and, uh, you know, just walked around by the house. Because in the house, it's unique. There, there are very few houses near there. That's why people go there. And there were a whole bunch of people there. So I just started picking up ears because you can't see much. It's dark outside of you again at the house, but I started picking up more than half of the people there, more than half, were speaking a language I was not familiar with, and I am somewhat familiar with Spanish. I had no idea what these people were saying, and they were eating it up. They craved to look at this stuff. That's sweet. Oh, and, and the neighbor who goes out of his way to do this, is, is he a particularly committed Christian? Yes, he is. Yeah, well... And and let me say that I'm just maybe this is a hope in this season, true hope. But uh, you got all these people coming in the country by the millions. This is what they want to see. Right, you're. In, it's a very important point. That's the ideal. Immigration is an is a problem if you don't Americanize the immigrant, and we don't. We don't Americanize Americans. People born here. Bill Bennett said th- 25 years ago that the, the, this the, he's not afraid of what immigrants will do to America. He's afraid of what America will do to immigrants. It's a very dark statement from a generally upbeat man. It's a very, a very p- t- telling point. 
this uh, extraordinary young woman who was a defector from North Korea and who, who's led a nightmare life and has such a an upbeat personality. I had her on a fireside chat and I had her on my show here. Young Me Park. Who now is married, by the way. Did you meet her husband? A wonderful man, an Iranian-American. How's that? An Iranian-American and a North Korean defector. And they both love America. She, she got a graduate degree at Columbia, and she said she learned more anti-American hate at Columbia than she did in, in North Korea. And I believe her. It's pretty a pretty telling statement, isn't it? All right, Tampa, Florida, one of my favorite places. Jennifer, hello. Hello, Dennis. Hi. How are you today? Excellent. Thank you. Great. Thanks for taking my call. I live in a suburb of Tampa. It's a relatively new neighborhood of 2,500 homes, uh, range in age from very young to older parents, a lot of uh, generations here that move into this neighborhood to care for their grandchildren while their parents work, etc. My neighborhood is over the top with Christmas decor, also Halloween. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Uh, people have custom lighting permanently installed on the exterior of their home along the roof line so that they can change the colors from season to season. Um, several streets will do, uh, you know, from one home to the next, coordinate their Christmas decor. They have these big arches. You could fly over it in an airplane and see it, you know. I, I, I'm very happy to hear that. that. That's really something. Do you do that too? Uh, yes, we do. How long does it take you to put up or do you hire some people to do it? We put up our own. Um, many people in our neighborhood hire companies to come in and do this well in advance of Christmas. You have right. to schedule it well ahead uh-huh. Uh-huh. Of uh, course. to have it done. And uh, we actually have our Christmas tree, a live Christmas tree, on our back patio. We live in like a garden home with an alley behind it so that whoever drives down the alley can see the Christmas tree. Other homes do the same thing. Well, I'll, I'll, t- uh, I'll, I'll bet that going through your neighborhood has a positive effect on the emotional state of even the most secular person. I I can't imagine that it wouldn't. Well, your neighborhood will save the country. Start calling you. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. That's right, everybody. Sean, are you having a sleigh ride with anybody this year? Let's look at the show. With... We're riding in a wonderland. Your second job is pulling a sleigh. Who's stronger, you or a reindeer? Depends on the reindeer. Good response. Do you know that I, Dennis Prager... In my early 20s, very early 20s, I was 20 years old, and I was in Lapland, which is the very northern tip above the Arctic Circle in Scandinavia, 
And it was the top of Norway, actually. And I was always into photography. I went up the Norwegian coast. I had no money to speak of, but I traveled anyway every year of my life except 2020. Or every year of my life post 18 years of age. I traveled somewhere in the world. And I was into photography from the beginning. I took a picture of two reindeer mating up there in Lapland. And apparently the male found me a nuisance. And he actually started chasing me. Now, my friends, I have to tell you, I have had a number of humiliating moments in my life, and this is up there. The amount of laughter this caused any number of people up there was quite extraordinary. The sight of this kid being chased by a reindeer, a very annoyed reindeer. I can't believe he didn't catch up to me I because uh, I was never fast. But maybe when you're chased by an animal with very, very large antlers, you get faster than you thought you otherwise would. It's too bad there's no picture. Maybe there is, but I don't know who those people were. That's my association with reindeer. I, I will tell you, because I, I have an ability to see myself from outside of myself, and I don't take me all that seriously. I take my ideas seriously. I thought it was funny, too. When I thought, you know, I'm running away from an annoyed reindeer, <laughs> it struck me as a uh, one of these things. You've all had it, right? Where you know it isn't funny at that moment, but it will be funny when you talk about it. When you retell the story. So, there you go. All right. There's a piece here about a teenager named Chloe Cole. She appeared a few weeks ago. About two weeks ago, I think. She appeared on Tucker Carlson. This is from Fox News. Teenager Chloe Cole started on puberty blockers and testosterone at the age of 13. 13. Well, when else are you going to block puberty, right? Underwent, now this is hard to believe, even for me, and given the pathology of our time, nevertheless. That's the story. She underwent a double mastectomy at the age of 15. She had her breast surgically removed at the age of 15. Well, that's part of the story. And then she detransitioned back to being a female at the age of 16. How many detransitioning stories has your local newspaper reported? The Seattle Post-Intelligencer, the LA Times, the San Francisco Chronicle, the Chicago Tribune, the Miami Herald. The Philadelphia Inquirer, the Washington Post, the New York Times, the Boston Globe. Just to mention a few. St. Louis Post-Dispatch. How many of them report on all the people who 
regret to the depths of their soul that they ruined their lives transitioning. She was 12 when she told her parents she was, quote, distressed, unquote, with her gender and wanted to transition from female to male. Quote, they were concerned and they wanted what was best for me, but they weren't really sure what to do with me. So they sought professional help, and from then on, I was basically referred to in my gender identity without any questioning from any medical professionals, and they pushed transitioning as the way to treat gender dysphoria. That's what they do. They push. And these, these despicable doctors and therapists, who of course think that they're saintly, but most despicable think people think they're wonderful. The ability of human beings to think they're good when they're not is, is infinitely elastic. So it doesn't mean a damn thing. The fact is they cut off a girl's breasts at that age because she said she was a boy. And they tell their parents and themselves, if we don't do this, they will commit suicide. So what do I advise if your 12-year-old daughter says that she is a boy? Take her the hell out of school. Even move if you have to. And say, honey, God and nature made you a girl. Very many girls have difficulties with the changes in their bodies at puberty. That is completely normal. But you are not a boy And even if you think you are, you can't become one. That's just the way it is. You can act like one, you might even look like one, but you cannot become one. This is not a slur on transgender people. It's just a fact. Instead, the parents take their child to therapists who are programmed to say, oh, of course you're a boy. Not, oh, of course you're a girl. No, 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 no. Oh, of course you're a boy. Cole told host Tucker Carlson she is devastated, unquote, at the loss of her breasts and has trouble coping. How could she not be? As an adult, I will never be able to breastfeed whatever children I will have. My dear, that is the least of it. There's always bottle feeding. The loss of your breast is much, much greater for a whole host of reasons. The unnecessary loss of your breasts than because you won't be able to breastfeed. But in any event, this is what she's saying. I don't even know if, because I was put on puberty blockers and testosterone at only 13 years old, I don't know if I'll be able to conceive a child naturally. I made an adult decision as a child. That's correct. And the adults didn't make adult decisions. The teenager said, this is the punchline. The teenager said she is suing the doctors who performed the, quote, gender-affirming surgery because she wants to end the practice. Good. This will stop it. It's the only thing that will. I want to hold the adults that put me in harm's way accountable because what happened to me is horrible. But it also didn't only happen to me. 
That's the worst part. It's happening to children all over the U.S., all over the West, and it's spreading all over the world. That's right. Surgeon takes off healthy breasts of a 15-year-old girl. It's, it's even hard for me to believe. It's bad enough at 18. 15? Wow. This is the cutting edge of civilization today, the, the, the trans issue. And the, the teaching of this ideology, it's the ideology, it's not the trans individuals, it's the ideology that is the issue. told you about stories from France and Norway. I mean, the stories are unbelievable how people are being prosecuted, kicked out of their jobs. At one of the leading dance schools in France, I reported to you yesterday, a woman teacher was kicked out because she continues to refer to her students as men and women. That's right. She was, she had to go. 1 8 Prager 776. I'm Dennis Prager, and it is a pleasure to be with you. Our society has gone mad. Do you know that I reported to you yesterday? It's a sort of dilemma that I find myself in regularly. Do I repeat something I've told you? Because I try not to, and yet without repetition, nobody will remember it, including me. In Norway, a woman has a lesbian herself is arrested and may serve three years in prison for saying men cannot be lesbians. I want you to understand the lesson to be drawn here, which I've told you often. The ease with which people can say the absurd is one of the most frightening developments in contemporary life. Men can be lesbians. If you don't say that, you are arrested for hate crime. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen here. Here's the uh, USA Today front page. Americans back limits on social media. According to a poll, more needs to be done to cut hate speech. Well, that's considered hate speech. The statement, men cannot be lesbians, is considered hate speech. And by the way, I just want you to, to understand the, the difference. Men, by 11 percentage points, endorse an open forum online. In other words, free speech, even for so-called or real hate speech. Women, by 38 points, say hate speech should be limited. So one of them is wrong. Clearly, they both can't be wrong, and they both can't be right. So, if you think that we should censor hate speech, if I deem whatever you say to be hate speech, like 
the statement, men cannot be lesbians, I should have the right to shut you down if I am Twitter or Google or YouTube or Instagram. I should be able to shut you down. Indeed, maybe even arrest you as they do in Norway, as they are doing in Norway. So if you believe that, you will say women are playing a very constructive role for freedom and decency in America. If you think that that is ruining the most important liberty of all free speech, women are disproportionately ruining America. You can't have it both ways. You can't say the women are right, or excuse me, the women are wrong, and they're not doing damage. You can say the women are right, and men are doing damage. Fine. Doesn't make you anti-male any more than my comment is anti-female. But the wimps that have followed feminism, feminism has weakened women unprecedentedly. There is no question about it. Feminists are weaker women than non-feminist women, as a general rule. All rules have exceptions. And this is an example. I can't handle that criticism. Oh, I see. Or the wimpy men who say the same thing. Oh, I'm going to protect women against Dennis Prager. Yes. What did I say that's wrong? If I believe in free speech, women are disproportionately opposed to what I most fundamentally believe in. What am I supposed to say? They're doing a great job? So that that's it. As soon as you oppose hate speech, it ends free speech. At least be intellectually honest. But if, if you're intellectually honest, you're not a leftist. So it, it's not possible to be intellectually honest and a leftist. You can be a liberal and you can be a conservative, but you can't be a leftist. Although sad to say liberals have gone along with the left on this, which is very distressing to me because I have said for so long that on the issue of free speech, liberals differ with leftists. Increasingly, that is not the case. Those of you who are annoyed with me for drawing a distinction between liberal and left actually have some argument here. Because according to this, liberals also agree that we should suppress free speech if it's hate speech. Mm-hmm. Wow. Liberals and moderates overwhelmingly support restricting hate speech online. Conservatives, by more than two to one, oppose it. For that alone, I would consider myself a conservative. If only conservatives are opposed to banning quote-unquote hate speech online. Wow. Irvine, California, and Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, this is actually Stav. How are you, Dennis? You're kidding me, right? No, my name is Stav. Spell it. S-T-A-V as in Victor. It means autumn in Hebrew. It does. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So (laughs) I just wanted to share um, a part of your stories now that I have a friend who goes to uh, school in, in L- their, their kids are going to school in L.A., and the, the teachers, they, they decided to not call the snowman snowman anymore. It's a snow pal, because it can be a snow woman as well. So I, What? I, I uh, what is that an elementary or high school? 
it's a K through eight. So elementary school. Elementary. Yep. So, so the, uh, and, and the, are, the kids are told that you, you you shouldn't call it a snowman because it we don't know yeah, its they, gender uh, identity. Exactly. Well, that's so true. We By the way, that. I have to say the left is not always wrong. I, until now, I thought they were always wrong. Do any of you know a snowman who has chosen that identity? Ah. Okay. They have a point. And if you if you touch the snowman, by the way, or the snow pal, that is definitely harassment because it's not any longer no is no. It's now yes is yes. And unless that snow pal has affirmed consent, you can't touch it. Wow. Hi everybody, Dennis Prager with you. The greatest battle of our time is the free speech battle. If the USA Today report on this poll, if the poll is accurate, to say that we are in trouble of becoming an unfree country in the list of unfree countries that Freedom House has put out for decades, we will be in the partially free or unfree territory. The left has always opposed free speech from Lenin uh, to the New York Times. It has, there has been no exception in the history of leftism. And as I've told you and written about and broadcast on my podcast, the Fireside Chat, the way to tell who is telling the truth and who is lying is by who was who was aiming to suppress whom. That's how you know. Truth tellers don't suppress dissent. Liars do. Lying is a feature of leftism, has been. New York Times what was the latest? They oh yes, they reported that the just last week they said that the Hunter Biden notebook was stolen. The ease with which the Times lies by omission as well as commission. Have they reported on all the things that have come out about Twitter? No. Basically silent. But they hate Elon Musk because he loves free speech. They hate every one of us who is for free speech. Because if there's free speech, there's no left. You must understand that. It is like E equals MC squared. If there is free speech, there is no left in power. The left depends on squelching free speech. It cannot survive free speech. That is why they protest one conservative speaking at a campus. The deepest fear that 90 minutes of one of us on a campus can undo four years of lying to students about America, about sex, about gender, about 
religion about everything that matters. People don't get riled up on the right things. They get riled up about trivia, like your carbon footprint. Of course, they don't get riled up with their carbon footprint because they only use private jets, the elite. Okay, let's see here. Valdosa, Georgia, and Kathy, hello. Hey, Dennis, thanks for taking my call. I would like to comment on what you were talking about earlier concerning the 15-year-old and having her breast removed and the 13-year-old that uh, doesn't know if she's a female or a male. Could I possibly do that? Yeah, please. I'm 60-plus years old. And back when I was 8 to probably 10 years old, uh, I, too, wanted to be like my three brothers. I wanted to be a boy. Um, my mother wasn't having any of that. But it was as simple as me taking my shirt off like my brothers were. Or, you know, she would have a fit about it. She was not going to have that. And when I turned 12 to 13, all that did not go away. But I wanted a boyfriend. I I am married. I have four children. Thank God that that was not offered to me back when I was eight or ten years old because I probably would have gone to the front of the list wanting to have to be a boy. That's correct. But now, you know, it's really, I, I, don't, I don't wear dresses even now because of what I do. It's easier for me to get up in my truck or you know, work in the yard in, you know, my pants or capris. I, I can't do all of that in a dress, but it does not mean that I would ever, ever want to be a male. But that's I right. just wanted to Well, thank you. Well, that, that's what happened exactly. It is not uncommon for girls to think that way, especially if they have three brothers. And your parent is supposed to say, no, darling, you're a girl. Have a great day. That's it. But parents are doormats. Whereas my father, may he rest in peace, would say, I interviewed him every year on July 18th, his birthday. He died at the age of 96. Dad, what's the biggest difference between America today and when you were a child? And every time I asked it, he had the same answer. Parents are afraid of their children rather than vice versa. Bingo, as they say. I don't normally say bingo, but I think that was the most appropriate one here. Tickets ready to ride. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. Steve in Los Angeles. Hello. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? Uh, not great, but I do. Yeah, you see it a little distant. Okay, I'll talk louder. Uh, first of all, I've been a fan for 25 years. Love your show. Thank you so much for bringing up this issue of transgenderism. I have a question. A buddy of mine said to me recently, hey, what's it to you? Meaning, I'm, I'm normal, I'm, I'm a male, I acknowledge I'm a male, I'm 70 years old, I'm married to a woman. His point was, 
If it doesn't affect me personally, what's it to me? Why should I be upset? I just feel this has very significant uh, ripple effects on society. What would you say to him? So what's it to me if girls with healthy bodies and healthy breasts have their breasts removed? What's it to me? That sounds like a real narcissist, this human being, a callous narcissist. It doesn't mean a damn thing to him that girls are getting their breasts chopped off because they say they're boys. He doesn't give a damn. Yeah. What kind of a-hole asked you this question? Well, someone I used to respect. Well, used to is the operative word. But that is their—that is the left's line because they are callous. That, they're all callous. That's correct. What is it to you, man? Kids are, kids are having puberty blockers. What the hell do you care? That they may never be able to conceive again. That you're screwing up their lives. That they're probably not going to find a, a human being to love them sexually because most men don't want to have a woman with a penis. Oh, what the hell does that mean to you? That's what the left asks. That's right. What does it mean to you? That's it. What does it mean to me? What do I care? What? Me? Worry? They care about carbon emissions. But getting kids having puberty blockers doesn't mean a damn thing to them. So you give this recording to your friend. Will do. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They all ask that. The, the, uh... The, the moral giants at Young Turks are an example. What, what, what does Dennis Prager care about this? Why is he preoccupied with this stuff? He cares about kids' sexuality? That's right. They don't. That's true. They're proud of it. Let girls have puberty blockers. That's right. What, why do they care on the left? They don't. They're vile. Do you understand that? Until you, One day you'll wake up and know how despicable leftists are. One day. But it's very hard because people don't confront evil. People confront good. They don't confront evil. Same people who mock Christianity don't mock Islam. Because they're afraid of Muslims and they're not afraid of Christians. That's why. Yeah, what's it to you, man? That's their big argument. Why do you care? Why should I care? That's right. Well, they don't. That's correct. That's another admission. Like when they say all whites are racist. They're just talking about themselves. They're not talking about me. I, I, it's, it's so painful, the ease with which you could make bad people. It's so painful. But it's because Yetzer Lev Hadam Ramin Urav. I rarely say this stuff in Hebrew from the Bible. Rarely. But I had to, because that's the original. Man's will is towards evil from his youth. You don't understand that. You know nothing about the human condition. Nothing. It is very tough to make good people. The left is proof of it. That, that's the $64,000 question. That's what they, they keep throwing at me. Why does Prager care about this? That's right. They don't. That's true. Yep. Boys get castrated. Girls get their breasts removed. Why should I care? That's right. That's what they think. They let you know how, how morally inferior they are 
so readily and so quickly. And, well, a lot of people know it. I mean, half this country understands the moral level of the left. But half of it doesn't. Maybe 51% doesn't. Anyway, the free speech issue is the giveaway. They don't believe in it. It's amazing how they can fool themselves. Oh, we're for, we're for free speech, but not for hate speech. I'm a Jew, and if you want to write on Twitter, I don't like Jews, you should be allowed to. Okay? That's the way it works. When the Nazis, when real Nazis, not the people the left calls Nazis, when real Nazis marched or wanted to march in Skokie, Illinois in the 1970s, liberal organizations defended their right. Many Jewish organizations defended their right. Because in America, even bad people can say what they want. Because once you start down that path, it's over, baby. It's over. Because then whoever calls the shots shuts the other guys up. It's what's coming out from Twitter, unreported in the mainstream media. They badmouth Elon Musk, who has more courage than the entire employee base of the New York Times or Harvard. But that's not shocking either. North Lake, Texas. Uh, Well, I'll have to wait on that one. Yeah, I'm very glad that uh, for the last caller... That's a real common argument on the left. Why do conservatives care about this? They don't. It's true. Your kid is on hormone blockers. Why should it bother me? Oh, by gosh, by jingle, it's time for carols and Kris Kringle. Overeating, Hi, everybody. greeting from relatives you don't know. From relatives you don't know? Then who, who has relatives they don't know? <laughs> giving the tree anyway, Frank Sinatra, could, could, it does, he could do the phone book. It's great. By the way, do you know what a phone book is? Does every 20-year-old know what a phone book is? Do you know, folks, that when I sign my book to uh, young people, I ask them if they can read cursive? And about half say no. But they are learning preferred pronouns. What teachers have done to education, they have slaughtered it. Not all. There are some terrific ones. But by, by and large, the world of education has destroyed education. Kim in North Lake, Texas. Hello, Kim. Hey, Dennis. How are you today? Excellent. Good. Thanks for taking my call. I was just going to tell you, I have two teenage daughters, a 20-year-old and a 16-year-old. My 20-year-old wanted to be a boy, dressed like her brother, did that for a couple of years probably, and I just kept telling her, 
it's just a phase. You'll be fine. And she, you know, she came out of it and she's told me several times, thank you for not, you know, acting on that like a lot of parents do now. And then my 16-year-old also came to me and she said, I want to transition to a boy. And I said, well, that's not possible. God made you a girl and that's just the way it is and you'll be okay. And that's where we we're still kind of struggling with that. But now she has a boyfriend and she's, I think she's going to be all right. <laughs> but that's interesting. You say you're still struggling with it. She, she still thinks she's bisexual and, you know, but we just, you know, it's, I, I've just made it clear to her that that is not what God made her and that's not acceptable. And she needs to just really think about, you know, that it's funny. These, all that. these, these people who say they believe in science. Well, why does one sex have a penis and the other a vagina? Is that science? Uh, are they, are, is that, isn't that the way that science, forgetting God, designed humans to reproduce? Oh, our world's so backwards right now, it's ridiculous. Well, thank God she has a boyfriend. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm very thankful for that. <laughs> I'm sure you are. <laughs> thank you. Yes, so am I. <laughs> oh, God. Folks, a reminder, a, a truly meaningful gift is my Bible commentary. People need an intellectual, completely understandable explanation of the greatest books ever written. They need a rational road to God, and I provide it in the Rational Bible. They're beautifully printed, hard-covered books. The Rational Bible by Dennis Prager is a great Hanukkah and Christmas gift. See you tomorrow. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com